I'm Jess. And I'm Ryan. And we are the The Iggy Parents. Welcome to episode 41, all about TikTok and Reels. So this episode we wanted to do because we know that a lot of Iggy parents out there are also very active on social media because that's how we met. And that's sort of how we've become a part of this Italian Greyhound community and dog community on social media. So we thought that by having this episode, we could kind of talk a little bit behind the scenes of what goes into our TikTok and our reels on Instagram and sort of what strategies we use to sort of get more eyeballs on our accounts and just why we think it's important to do it. Yeah, it's a new skill set from just taking photos, which is our was our main focus for the longest time with our Instagram account. So I think we should just get right into it because we've got lots of stuff to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Let's start with our journey with TikTok. Ryan, do you want to take us on a journey here? Sure. So we started uh, TikTok for Adelaide in 2019, like kind of right when we got her. I think we even posted on it before she came home using photos from the breeder. So same sort of thing that we started the Instagram but we didn't really have an idea of what those videos should be. Um, I actually had heard of TikTok a few years before in 2016 or 2017. It it originally was called Musical.ly, um, musical.ly. Um, and I had started an account for that then. In 2016? Yeah, like for myself. And it um, it was not what it is now. So it was, it was a different situation where the tools and effects were much different and it was much more focused on the lip syncing and dancing that um, it was kind of originally made for. So I made a couple where I was using the timing effects for um, just lip sync, like sitting on my couch, lip syncing, thinking it was funny to... <laughs> <laughs> be sped up or slowed down. I feel like there were a lot of apps like that. And I know like I had the um, video star that I think still exists and you can like make a full music video. They have songs that you can use and then you sort of lip sync to it. And there's so many different effects you can use and it's kind of fun in that way. And I used to make those all the time. So I feel like it's not a new thing. And also Vine was so huge. And if you don't know what happened with that, it was huge and then not very quickly because it was bought out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was bought out. And then shut down, basically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like TikTok is kind of this, obviously, it's this newer app that's sort of taking the world by storm. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, but TikTok actually has ads on TV. And they say, it starts here. Is that the tagline? I, it's something like that. Yeah. And we're going to get into it. Why I agree with that statement. It starts here on TikTok. But uh, back to our journey. So we started in 2019. Our first videos were very grainy videos um, because we didn't have good quality. We didn't have a lot of footage of Adelaide when she was really young. And this is one of our biggest tips. If you're getting a puppy now, make sure you take lots of video and not just photos and vice versa. Don't just take video and not photos. You want to have a lot of material to be able to sort of throw back and look at the memories and also with storytelling. So often we're making TikToks that are about the growth of our puppy. Have those things in mind that you might a year or two down the road want to flash back and sort of tell your story of how you got your dog. And I think having footage of them as a puppy is always going to help you. So after we got Adelaide, we, like we said, posted somewhat frequently, like a few times a week. But most of those videos 
had and still have under a hundred views. So yeah, we you were, can go back and look if you want. Yeah, we really were not getting traction at all. And this is when we had a few thousand followers on Instagram. So we were really putting our effort into it then. But then we kind of forgot about it for a while between November and April. But then once the the pandemic hit and we were having lots of free time to ourselves, um, that was when Jess made a goal of making 80 videos in 80 days. Yeah, I wanted to just force myself to put content out there. Now, at that time, I feel like most of the um, videos that I was watching on TikTok were music-based. They were people singing or dancing, dancing trends. And I didn't really see too much about dogs in particular. There weren't too many sort of trends with your dog. So I was kind of going from nothing. And I was just thinking, okay, well, what works on Instagram? I'll try and recreate it on TikTok. And that's what's going to work. Well, it didn't. (laughs) Because I wasn't really thinking about the TikTok platform at all. I didn't think about how it functioned. So when I was just pumping out these videos, I was really just doing it as an exercise. Let's get 80 TikToks out there in, in 80 days and not judge myself for it and not judge the videos with low views and think, oh, why didn't it succeed, etc. Just sort of like, let's put it out there. Let's show the world what we are. So we would go another month from this sort of beginning of 80 TikToks in 80 days. We went at least a month before we got any videos with a thousand views. So everything was in the hundreds. And then we finally hit with one video with a thousand views. We also, I'm going to say, didn't engage with other accounts. We just posted. So unlike Instagram, where we were constantly engaging, we had lots of friends on Instagram that you comment on their picture, they comment on yours. And you just feel like there's a conversation about it. Whereas on TikTok, I was just posting and I wasn't doing any of that sort of engagement work. What what was the phrase that you said before? Post and ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I posted and ghosted. And not that I meant to. It's just it wasn't our primary. Uh, my apologies to TikTok <laughs> as we're going live here on Instagram and TikTok. But we didn't have all of our community, all of our friends posting on TikTok. So I didn't feel like it was this sort of, oh, I'll tag you in this because it reminded me of you. There, that sort of conversation was just never up on TikTok at the time. So we went another month without videos over a thousand views. Then we get this video with a thousand views. And then again, womp womp, next videos, probably just a few hundred, not many views. But then we started getting more videos with a thousand views. And I think we got a video with 3,000 views. And at this point, we started to see our follower count going up. When we had these videos with thousands of views, we went from hundreds of TikTok followers to 1,000 TikTok mm-hmm. followers. That's when we hit the 1K following on TikTok. Yeah. So during this 80-day period, we hit the 1,000 and then we're like, check, did that, well done. <laughs> Which at the time, I didn't even realize on TikTok, when you hit 1,000, that's when you can go live. We didn't even know that. And there's so many sort of TikTok influencers that give you tips on how to succeed on TikTok. And they all say, oh, you need to go live on TikTok the second you hit your 1,000. And Ryan and I were like, oh, my God, we just hit 1,000 and then quit. (laughs) We didn't do anything. Um, But that doesn't mean anything, really, because we took a hiatus and then we came back again. So it was the introduction of Reels on Instagram that made us look again at TikTok. 
In August of 2020. Mm-hmm. And it is from then that we really were putting our effort in. And this is when Instagram didn't um, didn't care as much about you using like reposted TikToks. With the watermark on it. Um, so we would just make a TikTok and then put it on Instagram because we liked the editing tools better at the time. Um, and then... And vice versa. If we did happen to make something on Instagram Reels, we put it straight onto TikTok. And in the beginning, Reels hadn't caught on yet. They didn't even put a watermark on it. Oh, yes. I remember this. They just like save it. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. Yeah. So during this time, we grew from 1,000 and now we're up to 8,000 followers. Yeah. So that happened in sort of our third attempt at TikTok. And I think we can attribute this to being smarter. So in the beginning, it was, let's just get ourselves out there. Round one, great. Round two, the push to a thousand. We got to a thousand followers by posting 80 TikToks in 80 days. We had a couple of videos that had a thousand views or 2,000, 3,000. And I think we can attribute that to us following human human trends. So there were trends. There was the one, um, the slide, slide to the left, slide to the right. And yeah. we did it with the dog. It mm-hmm. was very cute. And that one did really well. But that was kind of like a trend that was going around kind of even targeted at dogs. Like I feel like other people were doing it, but it did really well with dogs. So us doing that trend sort of uh, brought the views up on that. And again, got us to the 1000 following on TikTok. And then since then, we have been just working smarter on TikTok and being more creative. I will also say we are now seeing more inspiration on TikTok and that has inspired us to be smarter about it as well. Now we can sort of target what kind of videos that we post are going to be successful. And of course, you're going to hear this all over. Oh, I thought my video was so great. And then I posted it and nobody saw it. And it wasn't great. It was a big flop. Well, that's still going to happen. Just because we have these sort of things that we've learned doesn't mean it's a foolproof system. But with all of the sort of tactics and sort of techniques that we've learned, I will say that some of the videos that we consistently post similarly will do well. Um, I'm just going to throw those out there while we're on the topic of it. Um, Videos for us that do well are, (laughs) of course, Lorena Page's sounds. So if you don't know this video, it went viral because of Tika the Iggy, and it was the Love It Couldn't Wear It video. So this was sort of the first in a whole set where Lorena Page's continues to make sounds, and she's been doing this for a while. Like, she's already had these sounds. It was just the pairing of her with Tika the Iggy that created this sort of Italian greyhound persona online, and now so many Italian greyhounds are being inspired by this sound and Tika the Iggy, and we've done it too, and these videos do very, very well. So yes, there's the question of, oh, are you just copying someone? But I like to think that everyone's kind of bringing their own flair to it. No one's going to have the same outfits. Why don't we just look through all these Italian greyhounds closets? It's really fun. (laughs) And humans have even done the trend. So there's humans that do it. Another set of videos that has worked really well for us is posting about the doggy bathroom. So this is something that we never really thought about as being controversial. Um, We thought of it being unorthodox, but not that people would have strong opinions about it. And turns out that is exactly what happened. So we post about it and it sparks conversation between people. Some of it not so nice. (laughs) But you got to have a tough skin 
to be mm-hmm. on social media in general. I'd say especially on TikTok because there's not as big of a community yet for us. There's a lot of people who don't know us. They don't know Italian Greyhounds or they do have Italian Greyhounds, but they still don't know us. So they just kind of tell you how it is. Backseat driving, backseat parenting. Mm-hmm. But having so many comments on these videos has then led to more more views, right? It's <laughs> TikTok. Th- this is a problem generally with social media that people have talked about is the platform doesn't care what it is that you're um, doing to get engagement. So even if it's controversial or uh, inflammatory or whatever, they will push it to more people because people are engaging with it. Not that ours is a, a bad thing to be talking about. I, I think it's a great thing that we're having this conversation with people that maybe have never thought about it before. I think so as well. Like We're really passionate about the doggy bathroom and indoor potty options because it is sort of unorthodox, so people don't always think of it. And maybe there's an Italian greyhound puppy owner out there that's like pulling out their hair, frustrated, can't get the potty training the way that they have done with their other dogs before in the past. And maybe this helps save them. Like maybe they're so frustrated they don't know if they can take care of their dog. And maybe by having this doggy bathroom, it just changes their whole lifestyle. And I know for us, it's really like, it's funny because so many people comment and say, oh, this is disgusting or this is really gross. But for us, it makes it way cleaner. When we had puppy pads just on the ground, if they soaked through, that would go through to hardwood or carpet or whatever. And by having the doggy bathroom, we have a surface now that we can clean after and we can spray with enzymatic cleaner so they don't pee on the same spot off of the pad or anything like that. And just overall, it's been a huge game changer for us. So we like spreading the word on that. And when people do have differing opinions, we don't engage if the opinion is so strong and unwilling to move. But we do also get a lot of open-ended questions like, oh, why do you choose this? How does this work? Where can I find one? Do you also train your dog outside? And so if someone's asking a genuine question, we try our best to continue and engage with the conversation. But again, if it's just going to be judgmental, then we just kind of leave it because it's not our place to keep fighting over that to each their own. And we're strong believers of that. And we're just happy to be putting that information out there. Another trend that we see within our own TikTok is success with the videos that are informational and that we use the robot voice for. So if you know TikTok, there is a setting in TikTok that you can write text and then you click on it and there's the, um, what's it called? Speech to text. Speech to text. Nope, the opposite. Reverse that. Voice, wait. Text to speech. (laughs) Text to speech. (laughs) Text to speech. And it is this little sort of Siri robot voice. And so for us, we've been doing a lot of videos lately about Italian greyhounds. Like, what's a clingy dog? What's a Velcro dog? Um, Why do Italian greyhounds wear clothing? And what was the most recent one? Oh, my dog has more clothes in their closet (laughs) than I do. Just things. Oh, and leg breaks. We just had a video about leg breaks. And by using this sort of robot voice, it's a nice way to keep it sort of neutral. It doesn't have to do with us, the Iggy parents. It's about the dogs. And you see the video and you learn information from it. And Italian greyhounds have been going viral ever since that Tika video. They've really been booming on TikTok and on Instagram. So we just wanted to sort of spread information 
about what we've learned from having our dogs and being in the community. And I think that the robot voice really helps us with that. So those videos for us tend to get more views. Another one from Ryan. Yeah, I learned from it's Happy Kelly on TikTok. Um, I was inspired by her color changing outfits. So I, I looked up some tutorials on, on how to do that for our, our dogs. Like our dogs wear clothes, our dogs wear brightly colored clothes. So why not have some fun and try and play around with the colors of them? Yeah. And I've been wanting Ryan to do a how to video on mm-hmm. how he made this rainbow edit because it's really cool. But we just haven't gotten around to that. But if you want to hear that, let us know. If you want to see how Ryan did it, I think it's really cool. Yeah. And then just some other general tips about videos that have done well is to look for trending sounds, sounds that either you're seeing multiple people use that can just be in the background or can be someone's like funny saying or like the the things that someone is saying that apply to a video Um, or go to the search and find through that the, the trending sounds, the trending songs. Or we have had success going to Spotify and looking for trending sound playlists. So like TikTok specific playlists. Um, You then can, like Jess was saying, use the robot voice as a tool, but we have often tried to do that as a storytelling. Um, So this is all kind of coming together, right? If you can show puppy photos and videos that you've taken and then show how things have changed and people love a good story. Yeah, I just actually posted yesterday on TikTok a story of sort of our experience with the pandemic and how Adelaide was alone and she used to howl and cry. And this is the second video I've made in this vein, but I did use the robot voice and I used a trending song that was kind of sad and moody. And then I told this story of how Adelaide was alone. She would cry. Then we got Phoebe and she's her best friend. She's her soulmate. And it's so interesting to see like so many comments we are getting on this video are, oh, this made me cry. Oh, I love this. Like this story is so heartwarming and and things like that. So I think that it's true that you can really tell an emotional story through video, maybe a way that a photo wouldn't. And I think that that's a really cool uh, sort of kind of post that we've been making through TikTok and Instagram Reels. Um, One of our biggest videos on TikTok is the how to save a life sound that was trending on TikTok. And I told the story of how Ryan and I got together and I I said, oh, he let me get an Italian Greyhound for me. Just kidding. And then I show a bunch of clips of how Ryan and Adelaide are best friends. And (laughs) it's really sweet. And I think at the time, one of the hashtags that was trending was like couples story time or something. So I think it just came at the right moment. And that video has been viewed a lot since. Okay, so you have some stuff here about hashtags, about how they differ from Instagram. First off, I will say you're much more limited in just the amount of text, like how long your caption can be for your video. Um, On Instagram, it's, it's common to have, I think the limit is 30 hashtags on a yeah, post. 30 per post. Um, can you talk about how the that affects your reach on TikTok and Instagram? Yeah. So in the beginning, again, because we're going through our whole journey here, and then we'll get specifics. Um, but on our journey here with TikTok, we used to do the trending hashtags at the time. So there's a function in TikTok that when you hashtag something, it'll pop up and there'll be like a little fire symbol. And that will be the hashtag that's trending at the moment. But sometimes it would be completely unrelated to our video. So we would do this just to see, oh, is this going to get more people to see our video? It never worked. Never, never worked. And I see it now and I see people using the trending hashtags. 
And I just think, oh, but this video isn't some Dorito challenge or Pepsi halftime. Like, no, it just feels silly. And okay, maybe it's getting in front of my eyes because of that hashtag, but I'm not likely to follow that person for it unless their video really captures me. And so after a while, we noticed that and we just stopped doing it. And our account has grown so much since then. So not to say that if you do those hashtags, your account's not going to grow. But for us, I'm just saying that you can grow your account without using any sort of popular hashtags. And tips that we've learned about hashtags as well, both on Instagram and TikTok, you don't want to hashtag a really popular hashtag because you're going to be competing with all of these other videos. If you take more niche of a hashtag that has under a million views, you're more likely to get seen. As a general rule of thumb, that's what I've seen. And I will say in practice, I have noticed we've gotten more people to see our videos with that in mind, unless it really, really matches what your video is. Like I said, with the relationship story of us, how to save a life. But even with that one, how to save a life was the sound that was trending. So I I really think the sound means more than the hashtag. Right. The hashtag on TikTok is an indication to their system that curates the For You page about what the video is about. And then they show your video to people that have shown interest in that kind of thing before. So people that like and follow Italian Greyhounds, just hashtagging Italian Greyhound is going to be more likely to get you in front of more people and more interested people than like hashtag first day of spring. Because like, what is that? (laughs) I'm also taking more variations of hashtag Italian Greyhound because now there's so many millions of views for hashtag Italian Greyhound. (laughs) So I'm even niching it more. Hashtag Italian Greyhound Dog. Hashtag Iggy Life. Just even more specific things to try and cut it down. But let me tell you, Italian Greyhounds get viewed on TikTok. So that's also a good sign. It's nice to sort of be working with that. Yeah. Well, I think that's our whole section about TikTok here. Shall we jump into uh, some of the specifics about Reels and our experience with it? Yeah. So that was our story time with TikTok. We are still going to talk about TikTok. Don't worry. That's just sort of our journey with it. (laughs) Now we're at almost 9,000 followers on TikTok and we're having a great time on there. So let's talk about Reels. Reels are Instagram's version of TikToks. There's no hiding that. We all know what it is. (laughs) And I'm not even mad about it. It's its own thing. And it's so nice that it's integrated into the Instagram app. I don't have to go to a completely different app. The following that we've sort of gained through Instagram is along for the ride when you post on Reels. It's your audience and you can interact with them. I love that about it. So we started with Reels from the very beginning, August 2020. You can fact check me on that. I know we wrote that down, but I didn't double check. (laughs) And our first video to really go, I'm going to say viral, even though technically I think viral means you've hit a million views in a short amount of time. But our sort of viral video was to the song, Just the Two of Us. And it was a video of Phoebe pulling the blanket back over Adelaide while she was sleeping and then walking on top of her and sitting down on her head. So first of all, it was very funny, (laughs) very cute. And the sound was a trending sound and it got 725,000 views in December of 2020. So that was our first sort of, we're going to call it viral video. And I don't even know if we tracked how many followers we got from that. But I will say that I think that was sort of the push to get us to 10K. Pretty sure that with that video, we just saw such a climb in our following. And yeah, we were pretty shocked. Ryan actually made a reel on the Iggy parents that shows our 
um, growth on, was it TikTok or, no, it, our growth on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, like, reels start. And then, oh, it goes up a bit when Tika goes viral. And then, oh, we posted that reel, just the two of us, Adelaide and Phoebe, bam, skyrocket. So many new followers. So it was just cool to really see how one video can change something like that. And funniest part is that video was maybe 10 days old when that happened, you know? So it doesn't happen immediately always. And if it does happen immediately for you, that's amazing. But I think our sort of experience with Reels is a little more common. It's not just that we post every Reel gets like a million views or 725,000 views. I think it's a lot of sort of up and down. I will say with every Reel we've got that has hit over 100,000 views, we probably gain about one or 2,000 followers from it. Now, something that we've heard from friends is that when you gain these followers, they're not really engaged in your story, engaged in your account, and then they either unfollow you or you're just holding on to followers that don't really want to watch your stuff. They just liked that one viral video. In our experience, I don't think that's true. And we did a poll once after we had this sort of first viral video, and we said, how many are are you following us? Are you new to follow us? Or are you an old follower that's been here for a while? And we had sort of the slider. And to our surprise, the average answer was most people had just newly started following us. So that's a really cool thing to see that your growth happened. And most of your followers that were engaging on your stories, engaging on your posts, were new. So if you are curious about some signs that things have gone well, um, or that your video is starting to catch on, um, we have noticed that when humans start tagging other humans, (laughs) that is usually when it has um, been pushed to new people. So it's not exactly clear on Instagram how new people find your videos, right? There's a, a Reels tab and people might just be scrolling through that. Um, Or the explore page. Yeah, but it is when people start tagging their friends and that is usually higher on these viral posts as well. It's new. They're trying to push it. You can definitely tell. And for us, our biggest growth on Instagram has happened because of Reels. And I can say for us as well, a lot of our friends went from sort of in the under 10,000 and now they're 20,000, 30,000, 100,000, 300,000, mm-hmm. millions of followers. And that happened with growth from Reels or carryover from followers from TikTok, yeah. which also rapidly grew because of these TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about our um, analytics on TikTok versus Instagram is that we have a lot of really small videos on TikTok. So would only have maybe 100 or 200 views, even still that we would um, we would post and have um, that really don't reach very many people. But on Reels, we don't have any that are under a thousand views. So there there is some sort of... At least of, on Iggy Adelaide's account. On Iggy Adelaide, for sure. We have smaller accounts like the Iggy Parents and Iggy Phoebe, but I think Iggy Phoebe's are all over a thousand as well. But Iggy Parents, it's definitely 6,000, 200, 4,000, 500. Yeah. But when we were first starting Reels, we were still getting these 
like I say, like 1,000-plus views. If you scroll back all the way through our reels, you can't find any that are under 1,000. And we had a similar following on Instagram when reels started to our following on TikTok now. So about eight or 9,000. We, we didn't hit 10,000 until November of last year on Instagram. So we are now posting to TikTok and still getting these very low-view videos. So it is much more varied on, on TikTok than it is on reels. At least for us, that is what we have found. And it's not because the video was a dud. Because, for example, the one that was our most popular video, 725,000 views, that video reposted on TikTok, I think is in, it was at first just at like 20 views. I remember looking and checking back. I'm like, 20 views? What? And maybe now it's in like the hundreds of views. But still, it didn't even hit a thousand views and it could almost have hit a million on reels. Yeah. So we are not here to tell you how to make every video be a success. But the thing that I will say looking back is that every video that did do well, I'm not surprised that it did well. But there are videos that I thought would do well that didn't do well. And I will say as well, that list of TikToks that we told you that have consistently been doing well, if we do rainbow edits, if we talk about the doggy bathroom, if we tell a story that's heartwarming, if we use a trending sound, all of those sort of successful TikToks have also done really well on Reels. And for us, again, everyone's metric is going to be different. But like I said, if we hit 100,000 views on an, on an Instagram Reel, we start gaining hundreds or thousands of followers. So in our eyes, that sort of growth that happens rapidly when we post just one Reel, I would call that sort of a success. One last point here about Reels. When we started with Reels, we maybe had 8,000 of a following. And like Ryan was saying, all of our reels still performed really, really well. And on TikTok, we now have that 8,000 following and it's still all over the map. So one sort of, I guess, tip out of that whole conversation we just had would be don't worry about your following count. I think that's like a huge thing that TikToks and reels have become so viral that it doesn't even matter what your follower count is. Yes, the people who have a high following count or people who are celebrities outside of TikTok, like John Travolta started an account and of course his first post had millions of views. Like that's just going to (laughs) happen. But don't worry about your follower count. I think when you're posting, just ask yourself, like, do I like this video? And if you like your own content, just post it. I think that's always the best barometer and not worrying like, oh, I don't have that many followers. No one's going to see this. I think that TikTok and Reels have taught us that there is potential in every post you make. It's a break. Woo! Let's talk about technical differences between TikTok and Reels. Yeah. So why should you do Reels and TikTok? So many answers. First of all, I'm going to say it's fun. I get challenges every day from TikTok. And honestly, I've learned a lot of new skills on TikTok. And that sounds really silly, but I'll sometimes just be flipping through and I find a recipe and that's my lunch for today. Sometimes I'm flipping through and I see a cleaning hack. It's perfect. I'm going to use that the next time I clean my Tupperware. And they work. Now, there's also lots of fake stuff on TikTok. So... That'll be a warning for you as well. Just because you see it on TikTok doesn't mean it necessarily works. But there's a great account that we follow on TikTok that sort of does, I like to call it the myth busters, but they like to sort of test out all of the TikToks they see of how-tos and they'll tell you if it works or not. So today I watched one that was them proving if a TikTok worked um, making butter. And it was heavy cream, chives, some spices, and you shake up the mixture. And then when you open it, the heavy cream turned into butter. And they used it and they put it on bread and they said, hey, guys, this works. So 
I kind of love that stuff. And it's totally unrelated to dogs. But I think that there's so many trends that you can find. You can turn it into a dog trend or it's just fun to learn. So short answer, it's fun. I love TikTok because it's fun (laughs) and reels as well. It also is a good way for us to kind of stretch our creativity skills. So we have to grab people's attention really quickly, right? The average watch time is like under 10 seconds. So it is just a totally different skill set than podcasting, for example, (laughs) or or going live or streaming, right? These are these are long form ways of communicating. And TikTok is like the exact opposite that you need to be able to grab people's attention quickly. And and sometimes that means when you have an idea, you should do it and get it out, even if it's less polished, because it can be more relatable um, and better for your audience than trying to do it with a photo and a caption. Like Jess was saying, the, the text-to-speech has been really great, especially for dog parents who are, mm, I will say, typically, maybe not all, but a lot of them are less comfortable on camera themselves. And that's why they have a dog account, right? I want to be able to post something. My dog is so cute. And that allows you to kind of keep the camera pointed at them and keep the focus on them, but you can still do this storytelling. Yeah. Tori Mystic, um, her podcast, Where Wag Repeat, had um, Chelsea on from Willow Be Goods. And she talked about TikTok for introverts. So that sort of sentiment that Ryan's talking about, I know that Ryan relates to that on a level of sometimes being introverted. It sounds funny because Ryan's also an actor and a singer and a performer, but we can be introverted too. Okay, maybe not me. I'm a little out there, but... It's kind of nice to also have those moments where you don't want to be on camera. doesn't matter how extroverted or introverted you are. You're not always camera ready, you know? But I feel encouraged just to go live or post something even if I'm not camera ready. So another difference about um, TikTok and Instagram is the half-life. So basically, how far into the future will someone still be shown your content by the by the algorithm, by the built-in system? Systems. I and think I kind of learned about that first with Pinterest. Mm-hmm. That I never really thought, oh, how long do my posts last when I post them on Instagram or post them on TikTok, etc. And then we were talking about Pinterest and working on our Pinterest. We still have to work on that. But um, they can last for months. And sometimes certain posts can sort of come around seasonally all the time, which is cool. I'd never thought of it before. Um, But your regular Instagram posts generally within a couple of days are not going to then reach a new audience. But your reels can be shown and we have found this to be true to people like a week later so it takes time for instagram to learn what kind of people are going to be interested in your video and then it it's a little while later that that video finally gets shown to people and this is also true on tiktok but to an even greater extent that it can be weeks or months later that your tiktok crosses certain thresholds over a hundred thousand over a million views so yeah you had some some stats about that yeah i also think um just as a tip with things like that if your content is really shareable then it also i think contributes to sort of the um long-lasting life of it so for example if you have a video like for us that like in 20 minutes gets thousands of views it doesn't necessarily mean that that video is then going to go viral but sometimes Again, it gets this sort of second life at around seven to 10 days after you've posted it. I'm talking about reels here specifically. Seven to 10 days we've noticed with our videos that they will then sort of blow up. And I think as well, 
I notice that when people are sharing them, so I can see that they're sharing them in their stories. So we had talked about this before. You can't see the statistics of reels. You can't actually see how many times it's been shared, but you can see if someone shares it and tags you in a story. If they don't tag you, then sometimes you'll just never know. But the more shareable your content is, the more likely it's going to get shared in someone else's story or on TikTok that it's going to get shared with the share button. And I love this. On TikTok, the share button goes straight to text messages. So Ryan and I kind of have like a long texting chain of just TikTok messages to each other. And it's my favorite way to save TikToks because I'm not going to remember how many TikToks I sent in a message on a different platform or within that platform. But when I text it to him, it's immediate and he has to see it. And later that day we talk, oh yeah, those TikToks you sent me this morning, so good. And then, I mean, we live together, so we don't text each other that often. So it's mostly TikToks right now. And that's kind of hilarious, but also a helpful tool. (laughs) Um, We were talking about the stats though. So Um, With our first video for Doggy Bathroom that sort of took off on TikTok, that video, it's funny because I started making these notes for this podcast episode in January. And that video was taken in December. Mm -hmm. And then I started these notes and I said, hey, look, our most viewed video had 150,000 views and it's of the doggy bathroom and it's how to use the doggy bathroom. So one, it's a how-to video. Two, it's a bit controversial because the doggy bathroom, like we said, people are debating should dogs go to the bathroom inside or not. Three, I also realized this after when I was looking through... We had a watering fountain, like a water fountain from Institute, and people thought it looked like a paint can. So people started commenting, oh my God, I thought your dog was drinking out of a paint can. And then other people replying, oh no, it's not a paint can, it's water. Oh, I love this water fountain, etc." So I think that that video in particular was sort of like a perfect storm of debate, questions, how to, and you know, it just kind of took off. So in January, it had 150,000 views when I started making these notes for this episode. And then yesterday, we were updating the notes and adding our new findings. And we looked and it has over 350,000 views now. That's three months later. And you know, that's a lot of yeah, new over, views. It's over doubled <laughs> in the in that time. So much, much longer than you would expect new people to be finding that video. One of the things about TikToks, I will say, is that I'm discovering new music with it. So this is something besides the point. But on TikTok, certain songs are becoming popular for trends or whatever. And then I'm hearing them on the radio. I'm seeing them on TV and realizing, oh, I know that song from TikTok. So obviously, I might just be out of touch with new music that's happening right now. (laughs) But if you're also interested in learning about new music that's out there, TikTok is a great source. These songs that are going viral and that are happening in pop culture, like SNL had an episode where Driver's License, the most popular song ever, it is because of social media that it blew up and it made SNL and it's this huge like sketch about it. And it's because of TikTok or because of social media. So I just think that if you are sort of interested in pop culture, being on TikTok, like you got to be there. It's it is happening there. It's the cool spot where people go. And I know age 30, that sounds super unhip to say I'm so uncool. But there's lots of people on TikTok who are not just teenagers. I will say that maybe in the beginning it was more young people on it, but us millennials are creeping in. <laughs> and there's lots of really successful accounts on on TikTok that are not 
just the young people. So if that's not you, that's okay. We're on here too. <laughs> a big difference between Instagram and TikTok in general is the default behavior that they give. So on Instagram or when Instagram first started, it was intended for you to find people you know and follow them and then be able to catch up on everything that they're doing. So it's all about finding people and then your home feed is just completely filled with the people that you follow. Compare that to TikTok, that their home feed, the first thing that happens when you open the app, is the For You page, which is their Discover page or their like Explore page, kind of like on Instagram. <laughs> so my prediction is if Instagram is really trying to copy TikTok and they're going to try and, or if they start to feel the effects of TikTok kind of taking over and being the number Dominating one. Dominating in the yeah, arena. <laughs> I, I think they're going to make a change that the default behavior when you open the Instagram app is not going to be your regular feed, that it is going to be some sort of curated list of people you follow and people that Instagram thinks that you would like. I know the same sort of thing happened on YouTube. So I, I follow quite a lot of YouTubers and, and have for a long time. And they went through a change over the last few years or a few years ago that the default for a lot of people went from your subscription list, right? Like comment and subscribe. That's a cliche from YouTubers. And you would subscribe and then that would basically be all the videos that you would see. But YouTube has gone to a much more curated algorithmic will show you videos that we think you might like on their homepage. And then your subscription, which is like your home feed on Instagram, is a secondary tab. So I think Instagram is going to catch up to that and is is going to make your your default homepage something that you use to find new people. Because um, that seems to be what people are looking for. Yeah, people want to connect with people out in the world and not just their group of friends anymore. Because I remember that Facebook, when it first started as well, was this very niche thing that only university students or mm -hmm. like specifically <laughs> like Harvard where it started yeah. but it then it was only university and you had to have a university email address to be able to log into Facebook so again it was all this sort of exclusive group which is reminding me of Clubhouse which we'll have a conversation about Clubhouse another day and now it's more fun for people as you can see from TikTok people are just craving this ability to reach more people but I'm going to say that Instagram started as well just your friends and then it was this chronological order and so many people talk about it and it's so funny to me watching videos of sort of people teaching you how to do social media and they're like oh isn't it so bad that it went from chronological to algorithmic and now you can only see things if it's you know people that you like their content and then that keeps getting recycled to you whereas on tiktok i find i'll like one maybe i'll go to follow them because i like them but then it doesn't shove it down my throat it really mixes it up i'm getting a really good mixture of different new accounts and accounts like it it's not just the same account so i think instagram needs to get their act together because whatever kind of programming they've got for the algorithm the explore page is not user-friendly it's not inviting i feel overwhelmed i feel like i'm just getting regurgitated the same account and that is annoying to me give me more and the last thing I'll say about this difference is that on TikTok, 
it encourages you to make content that you know will be going to new people. So we recently have been making videos about like, this is what it's like to have an Italian greyhound. They need to wear clothing. They can break their legs. It, they, the doggy bathroom, all that stuff. And if we were only making for Instagram, like we've been doing for the last two years, we just make stuff that is like relatable to people that are kind of already in the know. Inside jokes. Right. So it it encourages a different kind of creation. And I, I think that's fun that you can, when you are creating for someone who doesn't know your niche as well, right? Italian greyhounds, very specific within the dog world. It doesn't mean that people that already know about Italian greyhounds aren't going to like it. Yeah. And I think as well that it kind of creates this shareable content because then people are seeing these videos and relating to them and going, yes, I experienced this with my dog. I'm going to share this with a friend. And before we were just creating funny videos with good music and there was no sort of like learning to go along with it. And now I feel like what if we could use this TikTok and now Reels to help educate people and to help people know, oh, these cute dogs that went viral. Well, there's a lot of stuff you should know about them before you just go off and find one. Also, there's a lot of scams out there where these fake breeders are saying, buy my dog. They're actually stealing photos from Instagram, which has happened to us, and taking people's money. So, so many things from social media are amazing and beautiful and wonderful. And then there's also, you know, (laughs) the seedy underbelly. And these awful things happen. So by helping to sort of educate people and let people know, oh, this is how you find a good breeder. I mean, I think that would make a great video to show people not to go to scammers and how to find actual reputable breeders or breed-specific rescues if you are interested in this breed. Okay. Should we talk about some technical details, differences? So let's talk about audio first because a big part of making your video is picking the audio that's going to go along with it. So the entire time we have been using TikTok, there has been this option to add sound to what your video is, and then you can mix the levels of your original audio and the added sound or the the music that you're putting underneath it. And then they have this other option of doing a voiceover over top. So it seems like they have really dialed in the option to be able to um, get the audio exactly as you would like. But then on Reels, when they were first added, the only option is when you add music, it just overwrites everything. The only thing you can then hear is the audio, which works for some videos, but this teaching and getting information across thing that we're talking about is really difficult if you have no voice, like no audio that you can add to that. Yeah, I would say that Instagram Reels are not friendly for people to be able to do any kind of a voiceover if it's from a previously recorded video or not, um, but that it's being slowly introduced. So my personal account, JK McKay, where you'd see my human adventures and it's mostly fitness and food. But on JK McKay, I was able to do a voiceover and I was able to check the levels and make the original audio higher or lower and make the added music higher or lower. And there was like a whole screen for it. So I'm sad that that's not on Iggy Adelaide's account yet because it's making me not want to create TikToks or Reels 
in the app and not wanting to create them on Instagram at all. It's making me love the TikTok platform because of the editing tools. It's making me resist putting it on Instagram, except for when you want to put them on both, which we'll also talk about. Right now. <gasps> Do it. Um, so TikTok, when you post a TikTok and then you want to save the video or send the video, it will have watermarks. So to get rid of those watermarks, there are websites for this. We used to use Musical.ly Down. We've had some glitches with it lately. So we now use other ones. But if you just Google download TikTok without a watermark, there's going to be options for you. So you copy the link of your TikTok, put it into this website, download the link, lets you download the file without the watermark. Then we take the video, put it into Instagram on a reel. Voila, there is your reel. And it has the either robot voice that we talked about, or maybe you did a voiceover, maybe you did green screen, etc. All of the sort of editing tools or effects that you have from TikTok, then you can just carry over and have on your Instagram. But when you do this, the music is not necessarily in Instagram yet. So then if it's not, it will say to you, oh, this is an original audio. And then Iggy Adelaide has an original audio. Now, other people can make videos from your original audio on Instagram, but I will say that it happens more often on TikTok where someone will take an audio and then make a video with someone else's audio. And then that is a really big tool that some people use to go viral. Because if you have 100 videos and you are the original using that audio, people will sometimes check the audio and go back and watch your video. So I think just by doing that, it's like a sign to TikTok that your video is popular, people are recreating your video with your sound, etc. But when you do it on Instagram, I find it is less popular for people to sort of recreate through the Instagram app. And instead, sometimes I'll recreate a video and then later Instagram will tell me, oh, it's no longer an original audio. Actually, we're lumping you in with this group of people that have also created this audio. So sometimes Instagram just does it on its own. And what I've learned as well is that apparently, according to Instagram, they would prefer you to use their music. So I haven't seen it yet, but apparently the videos that are made from sort of TikTok audios, those original sounds from TikTok are potentially not going to go viral anymore on Reels and Instagram because they're really trying to push their own music and not what's coming from TikTok. But I'm not going to say don't do it because we've been doing it and they perform just the same or they perform well because the video itself is good. But if you're just trying to follow a trend and you're playing around with it and you're not really confident in your video, maybe you don't have to worry about it and post it with a sound from Instagram instead. Yeah. So another thing that is very common on TikTok is some of the built-in features that allow you to interact with other people. So there are a lot of challenges. So one we did was the gravity challenge or... Gra- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that it's like men and women are built differently. So if you go down on your hands and knees and pull up your arms, you're not supposed to, like the guy's supposed to fall and the girl, Face plant. <laughs> the girl doesn't. Um, I, I did it successfully when we did it. <gasps> On my core strength, what a I've been working on, uh, but <laughs> but on on TikTok on their search page they have like what trends are happening. So it can either be an event or a sound or a challenge or an effect. So all of these things can show up in their their feed of what is popular on TikTok. So there are lots of ways for you to kind of jump on what other people are doing. So 
Another built-in thing that they have is duets and stitching. So you can do a, a duet where you are filming your video right alongside someone else's video. I see this a lot when people say blind react to this. Mm-hmm. Or stitching, which is use the beginning of someone's video and then add on the end of yours, kind of a, a response to it. Um, the one thing I have found about those is that you can only f- film those directly in the app, um, <laughs> which doesn't exactly work when you have dogs. So like we were saying about having <laughs> this like batched content and, and things that are filmed in the past works really well and we can upload those things and always do that for our videos to make sure that we have the right shot. But if you have to film it in the <laughs> in the app, then it, it makes a little more difficult when you have have a somewhat un- unwilling or unpredictable subject like a right. dog. Right, just when I thought I'm not always camera ready, your dogs are not always camera ready, let me no. tell you. <laughs> if you have a dog, you know. Yeah, and this is this is just a little rant from Ryan right now. This could be a new segment. <laughs> rants with Ryan. I you like should make this. a reel yeah. about rants with Ryan. Yeah, um, of when you stitch or when you find something that has been stitched on TikTok, what I would love is to be able to go back to that original video and find other videos that have been stitched with it. So I find so often there's a, a stitched video. The one that I keep seeing is show me the life hack that you randomly saw one day. Uh, and now it so now has become an stitch. unconscious part <laughs> of your everyday life. I've seen it so many times. I like have it memorized what that woman says in her British accent, which I'm not going to copy right now. But <laughs> if you see a video that starts with that and then goes to this person's life hack, there's no way to go back to the original and find other life hacks. I feel like that would be such a great way to um, find more of the same content that you like um, in the same way that you can do that with audio, right? They have such a great system for go to the original sound, find other people that have used this sound. And I I love doing that, especially when it's a, a funny sound for <laughs> often it's specific for dogs, right? Like go up to your pet, pretend like you're going to pet them and don't. And then you can watch a bunch of videos of to see what, what your puppy will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, talking about more technical stuff with Instagram or Instagram versus TikTok, let's just talk about something super basic is the length. So let's talk about it. TikToks can be anywhere from, you know, a second to 60 seconds. And in the app, they have the option of going 15 seconds or 60 seconds. Now, of course, you can go in between. It doesn't matter. But if you choose the 15 second mark, as you record in the app, the bar will go across and then it'll stop at 15 seconds. But if you're uploading previously recorded material, you can go anywhere up to 60 seconds. Doesn't matter. Now, with Reels, they started off and they were only 15 seconds. And I always laugh with this because I think, oh, Instagram's trying to be like TikTok. Ooh, what do the young kids want? They want short, snappy videos. 15 second Reels. That's it. That's all we're going to give. And then they realized, oh, wait, there's also longer videos. So 15 seconds or up to 30 seconds is what Reels is offering currently. I have not seen any offers for Reels to be a minute long. Now, this is interesting because you can post a minute long video 
on Instagram, but you can't post longer than a minute unless it's going to be an IGTV like this live is going to turn into. So again, they each have their quirks, TikTok, Instagram. I think that a big recommendation I keep seeing and we have experienced success from having shorter videos. We do find that our shorter videos perform well. But again, if you're telling a story that's going to take a little longer, it's worth it if you can tell the story. Maybe there's a twist in the story. Maybe there's a heartwarming part of the story. And again, if you have a purpose for what you're doing, you've got a chance of your video being successful. If you don't have that purpose or sort of vision for it, you know, hit or miss. Not sure. You want to talk about editing? Sure. So in TikTok, if you're editing alongside a song, you can film it right along with the song and the song will play for you while you're filming. Or if you upload something, like I was saying, having batch content, you then have the option to do their automatic editing where it will take the beats of the music and kind of try and edit along with that. Or um, you can do your own default editing. That is usually what we end up doing because we have specific sections or specific lengths of the different uh, clips that we want to show. But it is somewhat frustrating because the music doesn't play while you're editing that default um, using the default editing where you can fine tune exactly how long the clips are. So then you kind of have to flip back and forth between the next screen, which is playing it and coming back to the default editing where you can actually make the changes. So this is just the intricacies of having to use the tools. Um, there's other glitches, like sometimes when you're adding photos to a video, they don't show up at the correct length or they will crop strangely. Um, but any other problems you've had on TikTok editing? No, I will say both apps glitch just randomly and you can't stop it. Like sometimes when I'm posting on TikTok um, and editing, if I've added photos, so you can have an option to add photos instead of videos and it will play up to three seconds. Sometimes when I add photos and then I try and add another one, I go back and I add one, it'll delete the photo before it. And it's just so glitchy, I end up ditching the project and starting again. So I will say that I think this is a huge reason why people use out-of-app editing, whether that's Ryan using Premiere or there are apps on your phone to do this. Mm-hmm. So Video Leap is the one that I have seen a lot of people... InShot, a lot of people talk about as well. Yep. And I've tried it. But then again, I just get frustrated making another file on my phone and I prefer to just do it in the app. And I think this is such an unpopular opinion because every podcast or TikTok or whatever I've watched, everyone recommends using an outside app because they hate the in-app editing. But unpopular opinion, I like it because it's lazy and I can just produce more content that way. I find when I have to introduce another app into the equation, I just get frustrated rather than just post it. I just want to get it out there. So that's just me, but I can totally see why other people get frustrated by the app and they want to use something else. So just about the quickly about the reels editing, you upload your clips kind of individually. So you upload one, fine tune how long it is, then you pick the next one and then you can select how long that is. That works really well when you have a long clip because you can select the same clip multiple times, which is um, trickier to do on TikTok. Um, And as you're editing those clips, the audio does play back so you can hear the song that you're trying to edit to if you're trying to edit to the beat or whatever. Um, so they they have their 
pros and cons and then there's all the effects in TikTok that people enjoy. There are effects in Reels, but I feel like most of them are geared towards your actual filming. Right. I don't think the effects are... For when you upload. Right. Yes. Yeah. They're not after the fact. Yeah. No, which is also true on TikTok. But so that is just Again, our... I think the apps are encouraging you to do it live, mm-hmm. which leads into our next part of the conversation. Live? Did you say live? Live? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> we're live right now. How meta. There's a reason why we're going live right now, everyone. Because <laughs> they want us to. They want us to. That's a huge part of TikTok now that I didn't know TikTok was really big on going live. But I guess the first one was Facebook Live. Is that the history of lives? What's before Facebook? Oh, um, Ustream, like sp- dedicated. There was like a streaming app. And there's like 10 years ago. Wasn't Periscope also something like that? Yep. I don't know as much about the history of all of this, but I know Ryan's kind of been along for the ride longer than I have with social media and mm-hmm. keeping an eye on the news. But um, to my understanding, I think we're just moving more and more towards live streaming and people want live streams. And I think especially because of the pandemic, people are alone, they're in their homes, they're not going out as much, and they want connection. Mm -hmm. And these live streams are ways of having a live conversation with someone. The other thing, so like Jess was saying before, we have kind of got into the TikTok advice portion of TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of the videos that we see when we're scrolling through are advice from other people. A lot of the advice that we have seen is post a video, go live, and then TikTok sends that to more people, right? More people will see your video if you are then live for them to come and interact with. And we incentive for them to come watch your live Mm -hmm. or for them to watch your video because you're live and you could talk to them right now. How enticing. And we have actually seen some results to kind of back that up that when we were like Jess was saying before, we started making some notes about this in January. So we were testing this and we got some stats about the day that we didn't go live and we gained 67 followers and we got 15,000 views. And then the next day we went live and we got almost 300 followers and almost 80,000 views. So it was a, a huge difference. And the only difference was that we went live on that day. A huge thing about lives as well that I'm going to say is I notice when we go on TikTok, it says, today it said 1.3 thousand followers active. Now we only have almost 9,000 followers on TikTok, but 1.3 thousand followers were active. Whereas on Instagram, I think it says like 80 followers are active, but we have almost 20,000 followers on Instagram. So how does that math add up? Does it really mean that users are more on TikTok? Are there more users active on TikTok than there are on Instagram? This is a question I have. I don't have an answer for you. Mm -hmm. But it does motivate me to go live on TikTok, even though I find most of our community is on Instagram. I am motivated to go live on both because there must be more eyeballs happening on TikTok if those are the numbers they're giving. Um, Just another data point here that we went live last week as well. And on Saturday, when we did not go live, we had 4.4 thousand views in a day. And the next day we went live last week when we recorded our podcast podcast and we got 23,000 views on that day. So I think that, yes, it might be dependent on if one of our videos went viral or not or got 
more views or not. But I still think it goes to show going live can have a positive effect on your following. Before we get to the tips here, Ryan, I want to turn off our live on TikTok. I'm so sorry to say goodbye, but I want to record on the phone so that we can make a reel or a TikTok with that video. So we're going full meta here. We're going to say goodbye to TikTok just because that's my phone. (laughs) And we're going to record this last bit about tips and make a shorter video about that. Sure. I mean, we could just stop both and say, if you want our tips, go listen to our podcast. <gasps> could we? Could we do that? Okay. I like that. We're yeah. going to stop both. We're going to stop both. Um, so we're still recording our podcast. Let's double check it, that. I just did. Yeah, it's still going. Um, but if you want to hear our tips after all of that long story, we've got our tips on how to grow your following on both. And if you've listened to this podcast or you've listened to these lives, you can see the importance of having a TikTok and also having an Instagram and doing reels and TikTok videos. So don't you want to know what our tips are now that we've told you how great it is? (laughs) So these are our tips for growing your Instagram with reels and why you should get a TikTok, listen to the full podcast. But here's our tips. One, watch, watch, watch. If you have a TikTok, I want you to watch all the TikToks. (laughs) You can learn so much just by watching. You can learn about trending sounds. There's even the default of TikTok, the For You page. You're going to be finding so many new people that way and learning about all these new sort of viral trends. You can create your own original audio. So if you have an idea for a sound that you aren't seeing available anywhere else, go ahead and make yours. It can happen. And it can even happen with just the text. If you use text to speech, people can use that audio for their videos as well. Capture your audience in a few seconds, whether that's with a quick edit, text, or captivating action. You should have a storyline, whether it's something that's heartwarming or has a surprising twist or a wow factor. You can really get people's attention and increase your watch time if they're interested in where your story is going. If you're moving between TikTok and Instagram, make sure to use a downloaded without watermark program. So you can find these on the internet. Google, download my TikTok without watermark. And that way you can travel between TikTok and Instagram. Don't be afraid to use audio more than once. So we have had success using the same audio for multiple different videos. Find trending music either through the app or Googling trends or Spotify. Okay, how often should people post to TikTok and Instagram? Two to three times a day for TikTok, you want to post videos and go live three times a week. And then on Instagram, you should post three regular feed posts in a week. You should post stories every day. You should post four to seven reels a week. Do we follow that? No. No, we post like crazy all the time. Yeah. (laughs) But for TikTok, we have been doing that and we found success from it. Um, One thing that I wanted to say, my personal measure of success, is whether or not people will spend more time watching this video than how long I spent editing it. So we've gone through 
to see some of our most popular TikToks, and they give us in the analytics the total watch time. Some that have 20,000 views have a watch time of almost 60 hours, and then our our big ones that have over 100,000 views have days worth of watch time. And there's no way that I spent days editing videos. 40 so, days worth. Yeah. Whoa. So that's my personal measure of success has been for a long time because I know how long editing can take. Right? It feels like, oh, I'm working on a two-minute video for how long? And it it's going to be watched by uh, some people, I guess. And then when you think about it, it's like, oh, this got thousands of views. People watched it for a couple of minutes. Okay. We we have... Uh, Hashtag worth bal- it. Balanced it out. Yeah. <laughs> I should have had this higher up in the list, but don't get discouraged by low views. It took us three attempts to grow our TikTok and we're almost at 9,000 followers, but that took a lot of failure. And even at 9,000 followers, we still have videos that have just hundreds of views. Batch content creation. So you're going to hear this recommended for all social media, but I'm going to say especially because of the video format, just have tons of videos on hand that you're always going to be able to repurpose. The flip side of batch content is edit multiple videos at once. So get your week's worth of videos or a few days worth of videos done all in one sitting. So if you have this batched video production, you can then do batched editing and do multiple videos all at once. And then all you have to do is click post when you're ready to go. When doing how-to videos, really ask yourself, what do you know that your viewers who don't follow you yet don't know? How can you teach it to them? So these are our tips on how to grow with Instagram Reels and how to grow your TikTok following and why it's important. I think that'll basically do it for our episode. I think so too. (laughs) And I know that the podcasting sort of format is much longer than a TikTok video. So if you are creating a TikTok, it's going to have a different kind of energy. So like we said to you, Meta, we wanted to make these last tips a TikTok video. Right. You might have noticed a different energy in us because we were going to be posting those as kind of short form, high energy clips. Trying to grab someone's attention who doesn't usually follow us. Yeah. Unlike most of our listeners who are our faithful, tried and true Iggy parents out there. We love you too. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too. You don't want to do something that's going to alienate your audience. We're not trying to sort of deny our followers the content that they love either. We're not just trying to do viral things and make it work to get more followers. We're trying to build a little empire here. And you got to do stuff that's true to you, no matter what you do, whether it's posting on Instagram, participating with TikTok trends, posting reels, maybe that's just not for you. And that's okay, too. But we're just here to share with you our experience with growing our TikTok and how that's sort of correlated with our reels being successful. I think we've got smarter reels because of our TikTok. We'll see you on TikTok and Instagram. See you there. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of The Iggy Parents. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, we'd love if you left us a review. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts help us get discovered by new Iggy parents and dog lovers alike. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening or wherever podcasts are found. 
episode. Our new vlog is going up on YouTube featuring Phoebe's journey through puppyhood. Don't miss out on every pup date by subscribing to our newsletter at theiggyparents.com slash newsletter. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Iggy Parents Shop. If you're looking for another way to support what we do here, check out our merch at theiggyparents.com slash shop. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram by sharing your thoughts with us and your friends. Tag at the Iggy Parents at Iggy Adelaide. And now you can even reach us at Iggy Phoebe. Bye for now from Ryan, Jess, Adelaide, and Phoebe. <laughs>